My cat Logan is like right next to the mic, so you might catch him purring. I can hear him through the microphone right now. Oh, hey Logan, buddy, you want to want to talk about Christmas Chronicles? Yeah. Ho, 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 Logan! Merry Christmas! Hey, yeah, that's uh, hey. I'm your host, Diego Claus. I'm Matt. And we're here to talk about The Christmas Chronicles 2, a sequel to our beloved retrospective classic, The Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, Diego Diego used The Christmas Chronicles to launch a whole new series. Yeah, and then I just ended up weaving it back into the regular hangout show that I do with Gene anyways, but it's fun. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, no, it's just an excuse to talk about a specific individual film that might not Mm -hmm. be that old, you know? So I don't have to keep doing the show where I bring well, you know, up every movie we talk about every week. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's just like, every now and then there's like a movie, and you're just like, oh god, I want to talk about it, there's really no excuse to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so, that was what that show was kind of for. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're in a mood to talk about a fucking movie. And the first one we decided was uh, Christmas Chronicles 2. Yeah. And it's also just a good reason. Was the first one? I said this. I said two. Mm. Even though that's what we're here to talk about today. Oh boy, are we! But it, it's also just a good excuse to bring on other friends and podcasters and people who just like to talk about movies because everyone else started a podcast this year, but we were there first. So fuck you. Oh, oh! You started a podcast because of a global pandemic. Try being chronically ill, you freaks. Oh, you started a podcast because of the Mandalorian. Guess what? I beat you there too. Hey, never a better time to start a podcast about the Mandalorian. <laughs> yep, everyone loved that season finale. Aren't you glad you uh, hitched your horse to that show? Well, you know what? I don't regret it because I'm not starting stuff for the other shows. Like, Gene and I have made it very clear we're going to stick to that one if we continue. Um, But that's all because we don't hitch our horse to an entire brand that might be eating its own tail at the moment. What we do hitch our horse to is crazy Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Yeah, Kurt Russell's back as Santa. Um because uh, it wasn't just us that like responded very strongly <laughs> to the Christmas Chronicles. It was apparently a big hit, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was right. That was I think that was before uh, Netflix did the uh, thing where they say like how many people like what what's the most trending movies at a time. Christmas Cr- Christmas Chronicles two is still in their top ten, by the way. Wow, and it's like a month old now. <laughs> yeah, I mean I get it. It's Christmas, so. Yeah. People are going to be desperate. (laughs) Well, you know what? We're going to get into some weeds here. It's a nice film. Um, (laughs) With moments that make it not so nice. And I don't think they're intentional. uh, I'll be honest. I was like, I was kind of disappointed. Like, not to like get too into it immediately, but it was kind of like... You know, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to come in here and be like the Christmas Chronicles two is like this classic, <laughs> like Christmas Chronicles one. You know, it's a. I I just enjoyed. It, it was kind of like came out of left field as a movie, and mm-hmm. it was better than it had any right to be, right? Yeah. And then the sequel comes, and it's just 
like it seems to misunderstand why people responded to the first one so well. This one reminds me a lot of the Disney Channel original movies mm-hmm. that I really liked when I was watching them at a younger age. But um, when you go back to a lot of those, there's still like a kind of scrappy charm to them. You know, it's very sincere. This yeah. one, not always. Um, I think they no, went it, out to make it sincere. I don't think it comes through, though. Yeah, this this movie's kind of a mess, but we'll get into that. Um, you know what it really reminded me of, though? Mm. And this is going to be an odd comparison. Um, RoboCop 2. No. <laughs> but uh, did you ever see Maleficent? Uh, I did. That's a That was one of the first movies I ever went to, like, a screening for. Oh, really? Yeah. Not Are a great start. Those? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I used to get invited to the Quibi screenings this year, though. Oh, I didn't go to a single one. I, I signed up for, like, all of them. And I was like, I actually want to do, like, an episode where I review the Quibi stuff that I get to see for free, right? And I, mm-hmm. I, I just never ended up doing that. So, sorry, everyone. Sorry, well, Quibi. Don't, don't worry. Jeffrey Katzenberg will be joining the Biden administration. I, I, I know. Probably. I know. <laughs> I can't. I can't right now. I cannot get you know, into he that. he started out working for Rudolph Giuliani. Oh, my God. He was, like, like oh a, my God. Like an assistant in, like, Giuliani's office. All of this makes me want to kill myself. But I won't, uh, because this is the Christmas special episode. <laughs> yes, that would be a bad time to announce it. Yeah. Um, wait till the fucking Mandalorian thing. Uh, <laughs> but I was making a point about Maleficent, because the first Maleficent movie is like a trash fire. <laughs> but it's like, there's like enough going on there that you're like, I could see this being a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, that was Maleficent's an incredibly strange film. <laughs> it's just very ugly, and the the metaphor is ridiculously dark. And I'm not even against that, but yeah, that's a that's a real weird one. Yeah, well, it's also a metaphor where it's like you can't tell which people were on the same page about what the metaphor was. Because mm-hmm. I believe the writer came out and said it wasn't, but then like Angelina Jolie came out and said it was. Mm. And it was there was an interesting. Back and forth. And it was like the first, in the, and it was kind of what I was hoping with those Disney live-action remakes. I was kind of hoping that they would do more of a thing like that, where it's like, oh, we'll retell the story, but from a different perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the hope before all dreams died. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then it was, a, it was like a surprise hit. It wasn't like well-received. It was a surprise hit. I liked it. For what it was. And then they made a sequel. And the sequel is just kind of that movie. But bigger. <laughs> mm. And in doing that. like it, it destroys like the charm. The first one had. That could make you overlook a lot of the flaws. Mm. And. Uh, yeah. That kind of happened this time around. With it, Christmas Chronicles too. Like. I, I can't really pin it down. With what's wrong with it. So I guess it's good that we're going to talk about all of it. But like it feels very much like a, like a movie sequel. You know? You know yeah. what I mean? Like 
we gotta okay the first one it's like oh an adventure with santa but oh he was really just teaching the kids like the true meaning of christmas very sincere very cutesy then this one's like oh there's an actual adventure this time though don't worry and it's just like a regular schmaltzy movie about that it's it gets deep in the to the mythology yeah which is not really (laughs) which is always a bad call i guess for santa claus movies maybe because look at know. like it, the, the Tim are, Allen Santa Claus movie. Like the first one's like like for a kid that had divorced parents, that was like huge in my household for me, right? But then as this, the movies go on, then it's like, well, we got to get more serious now. We got to have like stuff for the whole that, family. Is, is the target audience for those movies divorced children? Oh, one hundred percent. I've no never doubt. seen any of those movies all the way through. Oh, okay. I mean, you're not missing out, but like... I know, <laughs> like, all the stuff where it's like, oh, he murders Santa in the first movie. Yeah, that's amazing. But, uh, also, I, I remember when they advertised Santa Claus 3 a lot, um, because some kid tells... is it It's Jack Frost, right? He's the villain, yeah. Yeah, played by Martin Short, and I think some kid's like, chill out, dude, and he's like, I invented chill! That was oh, like yeah. every ad. And that will never leave my brain. Because I saw that ad. So I'm going to die with that in my brain. I invented chill. And uh, that was like... I, I remember that being one of those moments where I, I felt condescended to as a child. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty accurate description of the feeling you get from that <laughs> film. Um, I You know what? I'll say I don't feel condescended to too much in this one. I, it's just a little like... The sincerity's gone. Yeah. And again, know, it's just the Christmas Chronicles, so we're not going to be like, oh, they destroyed yeah, this it wasn't like sacred destroyed. cow. Yeah, it's not It's not this major fuck-up. But it's just like, it was just odd. It was an odd experience, because... I'll be honest, I enjoyed, like, I would say, the first third of it, and then it just like kind of like immediately ran out of steam. Yeah, well, that's another thing. It's way too fucking long. Yeah, that was another thing. I there was a point where I was like, "How are there thirty fucking minutes left in this movie?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I I had that definitely. Um. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like not like a like again. It's not a disaster. It's just like it's kind of lame. Um, yeah, it's just really lame. And I, I'll be honest, I did like, I, I, I liked initially when you didn't, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Because <laughs> that's the kind of like the vibe of the first one too, where it's like, oh, Santa Claus gets into a police car chase with the Chicago Police Department, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, if there's one thing reindeer can smell, it's fear, and it's just like, what movie? Yeah. Is this and it's amazing yeah. that 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 exists, you know? This one it's the kid from uh Hunt for the Wilder People, right? Yeah, he was supposed to have a really big 2020. He was going to face off against uh, Godzilla and Kong, too. Oh, hey. Yeah, so he's in that. Um, Keep an eye out next year. Yeah, I will. Um we'll see how that gets released. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz you know you know when you you really want to watch a Godzilla movie at home. <laughs> Never a character more made for an at-home viewing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, the kid from uh, Hunt for the Little People plays an an evil character named Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle is a real thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I did not. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. All right. So, Bell Snickle is not. He's not uh, the the racist one, is he? <laughs> he might be. I don't know. Um, there's like I, a there's there's like a Black Peter, I think that's like a Christmas a Santa character. Oh yeah, I think that is that. I'm a little iffy on that one, but I think that does kind of hop around there. But no, 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 it's not. Belsnickel is not directly the racist one. It just might be part of that same folklore. Mm-hmm. So Belsnickel um, is the uh, is the German kind of uh, Pennsylvanian Dutch version of Santa Claus, you know? Oh, and he, okay, he, yeah. yeah. And it's he, like how Santa Santa's like an amalgam of like all these different characters. Yeah, and this one um decides like if you're like respectable or like impish or something like that, and then he hits the bad kids with a stick <laughs> and stuff like that. And then he got really popular, like kind of after you know how Krampus got really popular like the last yeah. decade or two. Bell Snickle got really popular because of the character Dwight in the office. Oh yeah. And yeah. so they did that whole thing for that Christmas one and Yada yada yada. Um, that was when the office was like running on its like last legs. Yeah, like the joke right now is because the office is gonna go back to the Peacock NBC or whatever, and they're like only two seasons are gonna be available for free. So naturally, everyone's like, "Oh no, it's probably the last two seasons." Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Bell Snickles like a real thing. I don't think they get into any of the actual stuff here, but yeah, like I don't care. That's why I didn't make that connection because it was like. He's got his own thing going on. Yeah, he's like Iron Man kind of. Yeah, he's a little he's a little bit like what was the what was the villain in Iron Man 2? <laughs> Justin Hammer? No, no, the other one. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke? Yeah, it's Mickey Rourke. I've won my birth. I make salute. I've won my birth. Yeah, that's all I remember from that fucking stupid movie. No, yeah, that's a good um, one. No, it's not. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I like that he was kind of like, like just like mumbling this, like I, I will destroy Santa. And he's like, oh, she wants a vacation. I'll give her a permanent one. Like that was kind of fun. <laughs> and then like when you find out what he really is, which is that he's an elf <laughs> that turned into a human because he was like a, a jerk. <laughs> it's like a lot less interesting. I guess. Like broke, I don't know. I mean, I, I was kind of into elf, that. Yeah, but here's the thing. He broke the elf code, and, like, honestly, he didn't do, like, that much awful shit, in my opinion. <laughs> like, he spray paint. Like, there's one scene where he's like, I don't understand why I don't get any credit for the gifts. And, like, okay, I can see that being a conflict. But then he just, like, he, like, puts a whoopee cushion under his seat. And it's like, everyone's like, that's like just a prank you do with like friends and shit, you know? Yeah, see, that's like normal. And then, you know what? It does get weird when you're remembering like that elf who loved to chainsaw stuff. Yeah. And the implication in the first film that he did chainsaw a human being before. That kind of <laughs> slid under the radar of everyone, I guess. Yeah, again, it was like that wild shit in the first one that's like, I think that's what I think about like that first one, it kept like introducing shit and it's like, they really shouldn't explain it more. Mm-hmm. Like, we really don't need to know the inner workings of Kurt Russell's Santa. And then the sequel's like, we're going to make it all about how this shit works. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I liked that because I didn't know it was going to be the same kids as the last movie. I thought it was going to be a new story completely. And I was actually glad they brought them back because it's kind of like... For a minute. One of them's only for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it reminded me of, like, the Chronicles of Narnia where, like, as they get older, they don't need that fantasy anymore. Yeah. And the movie doesn't explore that at all, but it did remind me of that. That's all. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a thing where it's like, I got a big problem with some Santa lore. <laughs> <laughs> Especially these days. You're not a fan of SantaCon? No. I don't... What the fuck is that even supposed to be? It's an excuse for a bunch of drunk assholes to go around and get drunk dressed as Santa. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, like, do that from the safety of your own home. Don't harass a city for that. Come on. You're adults if you can drink. Sorry, I got beef with that. My bigger problem with uh, Santa lore is that... Especially Santa movies, there's a there's a worship of like eternal childhood, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, which I think is a big problem, <laughs> especially in today's society. Oh God, yeah. And and I'm saying this while we're in the middle of recording a retrospective covering a children's cartoon, <laughs> and we treat it like it's actual cinema. <laughs> Well, attaching <laughs> deep political thought to it and take it more seriously than a lot of the other shit we've covered. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think there's a, I think an important part of a Christmas story is that you have to, you have to impart the message that like, hey, eventually you're going to grow up and not need Santa anymore. <laughs> and I, I think uh, a lot of that, a lot of these movies don't do that. Mm. Like I was, I think I was, I was listening to uh, what's the po- you know the blank check podcast? Yeah, yeah. They're doing all the the uh, Rob, uh, Zemeckis movies right now. <laughs> Ouch. So, so they covered Polar Express, and I didn't realize in that movie they changed the ending from the book, which is that he gets the bell from Santa, right? Mm-hmm. And if you believe in Santa, you can hear the bell ring, but if you don't, you can't hear it ring anymore. In the book, they make it clear that the main character, after a certain age, even he couldn't hear the ring of the bell anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But his kids could. So that's like, oh, all right, so it's now passed on to a new generation. But the movie ends where it's like, everyone can't hear it anymore except for me. I still can hear it. Oh, wow. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I'm getting like really creeped out by like the worship of childhood. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned that, and I mentioned the Mandalorian earlier because that's I know thing. that's the that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I talked about it on there already, but I do think it is relevant, so I I, I have to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Where I guess spoilers for the Mandalorian, and I'm sure you know the thing, right? Everyone knows now. Okay, I mean... Luke Skywalker does make an appearance in the season season finale of the Mandalorian and it's like he he gets his rogue one badass Darth Vader moment so that's already weird enough to present Luke Skywalker like that because that's like not what you think of Luke Skywalker as but whatever um he's fighting droids so like I can live with that uh but then he shows up and because it's a tv budget even though maybe the biggest budget of any tv show in the history of existence Mm -hmm. you don't have the time and the money to fulfill de-aging technology properly. And mm. it comes across like 
they stretched a PlayStation 2 cutscene <laughs> over Mark Hamill's face and trying to like grafted it onto his skin. And it's like it was just kind of sad did more he than anything. In it? Was that him or did they like It's just... his voice. Okay. And it's a body double. Okay. And so it's like I don't know. I, 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 I'm not judging the... anyone for enjoying it, but like I just need to say I think it's so kind of depressing. I'm I'm the I'm here to be the opposite man. <laughs> that you liked it? No, no, here's the thing. <laughs> I like I, I have not watched The Mandalorian season two yet. I'm going to just to spite Diego. But, I like the rest of it. Yeah, I, I think here, I, whatever. I don't know the details of like what happens. Does he show up and does he say something criminal? <laughs> like, I, no, I, he he takes away the the baby Yoda because okay, they've been trying fine. to protect him. And that's like they were building up to it, which is a whole other problem. But yeah, fine, whatever. That's whatever. I'll, I'll, that's a whole other thing. But like, I have no problem with like going like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker, and then he's like, smell you later, and then he leaves. Like, I got no problem with that. Truly. Also, I, I can't judge any de-aging if I can sit here and say The Irishman's a great movie. Because <laughs> that de-aging looks like balls. But... I, I... I feel utterly defeated as a person <laughs> when I see the response to Luke Skywalker showing up for like a 30 second cameo and it's like the character redeemed you know mm-hmm. like that's how that's how low the bar is for you people <laughs> and it's like and so it, but it's it's an uh, it's declaring that like i don't want to be challenged in any way and proudly so mm-hmm. <laughs> like being proud of not wanting to be challenged in any capacity. Because it's like one thing where it's like, all right, the bar's so low that's like, oh, Chewie, we're home. Everyone cried when that trailer dropped, right? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, cool. I get it. I'm a nerd. Fine. But then you watch, you know, something like Last Jedi where it's like Luke shows up and not only does he show up, they go like above and beyond what they could have done with that character. Like, it now it looks like nerds would have been satisfied if Luke showed up and he like fucking just used his green lightsaber once, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like, he did in a flashback. If you want to yeah. get that specific. I'm just saying, like, that's the bar that nerds have now set. But, like, all right, so not only did that, it went above and beyond and, like, fucking shattered, like, the roof. And everyone's like, no! <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, I just don't, you know, it's it's it was very much a, like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore moment. <laughs> And again, I would. I also, I wouldn't have problem with the Luke Skywalker thing, and I wouldn't have problems with nerds like loving it so much if the rise of Skywalker had like isn't the last Star Wars movie. Kind of. Like, well, I mean that that is like the the problem, and I think it's part of the problem with Christmas Chronicles too, where it's like you can't just go back to the way things were. You know, you you can't yeah. just live in that fantasy world. Like, you, eventually, you do have to grow up. And seeing like that PS2 cutscene style face plastered onto Mark Hamill or whatever, mm-hmm. like, it was just like, it, it it was upsetting. But I'm not like angry about it, you know, because yeah. it's not real. And because I think I've officially like come to terms with like, yeah, Star. I'll probably enjoy something from Star Wars again. It's just probably gonna be a while. And I yeah. and I'm okay with that. I'm I have other things in my life to do. 
But to, to see other people like get so excited about that, I'm like, yeah, it's Luke Skywalker as we always wanted to see him, and it's like, really? Like, you you don't yeah. have like better things to do in your life? Like, yeah, this well, is making you like, cry? Yeah, I you know I really don't want to be like Mister Fucking Star Wars Grinch, <laughs> but like I just I, I'm 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 just baffled by it. Like I I I don't know what these people want, and. The only answers I can think of are like incredibly sad. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm getting windows into people's lives that are like empty. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm not, you know, it might not be their fault. We live in a fucked up time right now, and a lot of our dreams are dead, <laughs> <laughs> and the world is an awful, hostile place. <laughs> so, like, I get it. You just want to see Luke Skywalker and remember a time when that was all you had to worry about. <laughs> But yeah, I don't. It was. It's. It's been. And again, like I said, just to bring it back to Christmas Chronicles, because that's what we should really talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you know, there's a there's a part in the story where the girl from the last movie, Kate Pierce, is like, "Hey, I want to come live with you, Santa," and I I was kind of excited when she brought that up because I'm like, "All right, there's the conflict. She wants to now live in like timeless Christmas land, and the movie's going to be about how you shouldn't live in timeless Christmas land." <laughs> And then the movie's not about that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, Christmas... As someone who, like, I like Christmas a lot. I I enjoy this time of year. I enjoy movies about Santa enough that I randomly put the Christmas Chronicles on two years ago <laughs> to give it a try. And I will do that with shitty Christmas movies. And it it's just... I don't, like, you can't, you gotta, you, we gotta start making movies about how it's important to grow up. <laughs> I guess is where um at. Because we're not doing that, and I get why studios aren't doing that, because they gotta sell products to people. And if you can extend that window, that age window, instead of it being between, you know, 5 and 25, it's now between 5 and 35. <laughs> if you can, if you can extend that a little bit. Like, why, why not? But, yeah, I, I was thinking a little bit of, like, so I did, a, a like, a Studio Ghibli binge, like, during quarantine a little bit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those movies definitely have, like, a thing where it's like, all right, you've grown up at a certain point, <laughs> and you gotta leave certain things behind. And I, that's, it's a harsh lesson, <laughs> but kids need to learn it at some point, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm coming across as a fucking, like, Grinch, you know? No, I, I but, mean, if you are, I, I don't think it's really your fault. I mean, like, because at the end of the day, this stuff is, like, the top dog of pop culture right now. Mm -hmm. If anything, we're punching up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no one's taking away your enjoyment of it. I'm sure there's, like, a thesis out there about why it's actually, like, a brilliant storytelling decision. And I'd be happy to read it down the line, I'm sure. Right now, I, I think it's not what we need and i think quite frankly you know the snake's eating its own tail and that's not really particularly compelling to watch yeah this is our christmas episode by the way yeah um, there, there's there's, <laughs> there's happy stuff to talk about in here honestly yeah there, well i'm just saying like i think it says something that we both decided at the like height of awfulness in 2020 <laughs> that we were like we let's do the avatar last airbender retrospective <laughs> I think it says something that we both w decided that was the well to go to. Mm -hmm. I think two th 2020 is like, 
really exacerbated that. Um, I don't know. I'm just concerned. It's one of those things where, like, I, I, I believe, like, you know, you can be an adult and enjoy children's things, but I, I don't know. There's, there's got to be a discussion about finding that balance a little more. Yeah. You know, for every episode of Steven Universe you watch, you got to watch an Andre Tarkovsky film. Yeah, that's, I guess that's right. Yeah. That, that I, guess, I don't fair. know what other people are doing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, like, cause every now and then you meet those people where, like, you realize that they're only watching those type of movies or shows. Yeah, yeah. That's always a little concerning. And then, you know, although then, like, I try to pretend that there isn't that big a difference between she and the Princesses of Power and Michael Mann's Heat. Even though they're basically the same thing, <laughs> they they honestly might be. Yeah, Shira <laughs> is basically heat fan fiction. Well, you know when when I uh, when I watched Shira the first time and I uh, was put in a very emotionally distressed state because of a children's cartoon. <laughs> my I, I my fallback was watching Heat three times in a row, <laughs> <laughs> as one does. Yeah, you know that's a very normal response. Well, here. You know, heat, it's a movie where it's two guys holding hands. <laughs> it's yeah. anime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michael Mann should do, like, an anime movie before he dies. Fucking Akira is in Heat. <laughs> Wait, I, what? I, I only just noticed this on, like, my last watch. Because, of course, I've watched Heat since that three-time watch. <laughs> Wait, uh, when? Um, when did I watch it last? Or when does Heat show up? When, when does Akira show, show up in Heat? <laughs> Um, you know what, hold on, I think I wrote it down. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me one second. And then anyone can call me on it, because, like, the only place that confirmed it was IMDB. So, and we, that's not really trustworthy. <laughs> Alright, this is what I wrote when I watched Heat on November 23rd of this year. <laughs> I said, okay, gang, let's play a game. Okay, everyone go get your Blu-ray copies of Michael Mann's Heat. Skip ahead to 38 minutes, 15 seconds, and pause it. We all good? Is that fucking Akira on the TV? <laughs> <laughs> and according to IMDb, it is Akira. Wow. So, hey. Now, I don't know if that means Michael Mann's seen Akira. <laughs> because it's also in a scene where it's supposed to be like, the mom is like, all right, enough cartoons today. And, like, turns off the TV. <laughs> and it's like, that kid's gonna have fucking problems <laughs> if they're watching Akira. Well, like, yeah, because I mean, Natalie Portman's like nine or ten in that movie, right? So, like, oh my god, that's too young to be watching that. But it wasn't, it wasn't her, I don't think. Oh, no? It was, uh, what's her name's daughter? I mean, or son. Oh, Val Kilmer's son? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's definitely worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot worse. Um. Wow. But yeah, Akira's in Heat. Okay, fantastic. Another movie about how you need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> I what? <laughs> Speaking of failing to grow up, I am looking at director Christopher Columbus's filmography, and I I think I'm noticing a trend here. That he made one good movie and has been coasting on it for the rest of his life. What do you think the good movie is, by the way? You know what? <laughs> I like the first two Harry Potter movies. I, you know what? I do, too. I give them a pass. I think they're fine. 
I like them more than the later ones. Oh my god, we're not getting into this. that. Yeah, we we don't need to Look, even touch that. Thing. I shouldn't have brought it up. Fuck Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> right now, yeah, done. yeah, totally. And this past year, we all fucking again we grew the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Your stupid Hogwarts letter's not coming. <laughs> no, it is, it. but it's J.K. Rowling telling you like, hey, donate to my like turf fund or some shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I I think Home Alone's a fine film. <laughs> I, I like I like Home Alone. Okay, I, I mean, I'm seen, not crazy I about haven't it. seen Adventures in Babysitting in years, and I remember liking Only the Lonely. Um, I not to be that basic ass YouTuber. I grew up with Mrs. Doubtfire, but uh, I I grew up with Mrs. Doubtfire again as a divorced as a child of divorced parents. That that's just a personal thing. It's not great. It's not even very good. And boy, <laughs> has the gender stuff not aged well. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a weird, weird. Yeah. Also, weird it's Robin Williams, movie. and that just makes it like watchable. You yeah, know, now like in like you know because unfortunately Robin Williams is no longer with us. It's like everything he's done has become like an untouchable classic, <laughs> which is odd to say because he had a lot of interesting films. In his career. Since we're just hopping all over the place anyways, Robin Williams was a brilliant artist, one of the best to ever do it. I love him with all my heart. I I can't think of many great Robin Williams films. Oh, performances performances I mean... are different. Performances are different. He is great consistently. He is never the problem with many of the films that he participated mm -hmm. in. But he was an angel of a performer. He is untouchable. And I miss him every day. Also, he's starting the bicentennial man. I know he was the he was the fucking bicentennial man. Yeah, uh, that movie should be like my favorite movie, and it's it's fucking balls. Well, that's that's also one of those stories about not growing up. He stays because he say the the man, the bicentennial man, stays with that same family forever, and yeah, effectively it's... becomes like their great great grandfather, and then marries. The grandmother who yeah. he met when she was born, so it's like this weird, almost incestuous thing. And I don't know. It, it that's a bizarre movie, and frankly, not a good. That might be the worst Chris Columbus movie. Um. Actually, wait. I forgot. He did Rent, and I love you, Beth Cooper. After the Harry Potter movie, so never mind. He also did Pixels. Oh, fuck! That's right. Yeah. Wow! What a run. <laughs> Yeah, what a, like, just run into, like, multiple brick walls. And Hollywood's like, well, you did Home Alone once. He... Use some more money. Well, you know, he wrote Gremlins, but he did not write Gremlins 2. So, you know what? That, does, yeah. that doesn't even matter. And his Gremlins script is famously, like, insanely dark. Like, the mom got killed in the script yeah. version of Gremlins. And, like, the dog died, and, like, Gizmo turned into the evil Gremlin. <laughs> And then, like, Spielberg was like, nah, we're gonna fucking market the shit out of this little gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's a very cynical, cynical uh, move, but it was the 100% right move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he <laughs> has apparently finished a treatment for Gremlins 3, which I'm not... In, yeah, which I'm not interested oh, in if he's oh, developing it. No, he, he should not be loud near it. Yeah. D Joe Dante's the only one. Yeah. Be allowed near it.
we should bring up some of the stuff we do like about this movie, but I do just need to drop this bombshell on you. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. He was an executive producer on two films of various degrees, or three films of varying degrees of success, mm-hmm. and you like two of them quite a bit. Can you guess what any of these are? I probably can't, but I know he's had like a weird career with like his 1492 pictures, like the shit that they produce. He was an executive producer on these three films. The Witch, The Lighthouse, so he's Robert Eggers' boy right now. So good really? good for him. Yeah, yeah. He got him some brownie wow. points. And he produced a film that came out in 2020. Do you know what it is? No. Is it Color Out of Space? Scoob. Oh. Uh, another movie where it's like if I if I tried to explain to people how it's like literally a war crime, <laughs> like I'd be locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds weird because it's like, you know, it's just Scooby-Doo, but like... I know, that's the thing. It seems like it's going to be so innocent. And it's... And fucking... Uh, I can't even like... I'm already having flashbacks. Simon Cowell shows up for an extended joke. Yeah, you told me. Okay, but to get to get to some things that we did like about this. This movie gets extra brownie points as well for having 100% more Goldie Hawn. Yay. Yeah, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, like, there are moments in the beginning where they're just, like, cute grandparents wanting to be like, have you eaten? Have you eaten? You know? And it's just like, like, that's really charming, you know? I, I really bought into all that stuff. Yeah, Goldie Hawn, like, disappeared from movies for, like, years. And then, like, she was doing cameos and shit for a little bit. <laughs> I think she was one of those people that, like, did Town and Country, like, the famous disaster, and then they were like, she was like, no more. <laughs> And then, like, she she did, like, very little things. And then she suddenly popped up in that fucking uh, Amy Schumer movie. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Remember they're trying to make Amy Schumer, like, a massive star? Yeah, that was weird. I actually have no, like, opinions on Amy Schumer. I'm I'm concerned at how much hatred is around Amy Schumer. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, no, I'm not really a fan, but, like... I also don't hate women, so like I'm, I just move on with my life, you know. Yeah. And then other people are like, oh well, you know, I don't think Amy Schumer's funny, and it's like, I okay. I think <laughs> like, she was accused of like joke thievery. Oh yeah, like that's what people should be dragging her for, not because yeah, they hate the women. Thing. But it it it's like it's, one of those things where it's like even if I like, there's a lot of joke thieves out there. But, like, I don't talk about Carlos Mencia still, you know? Like, yeah, because it's not your lane. Yeah. yeah. And it's I have, that, I have a similar thing with uh, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, I don't really have any strong opinions on Brie Larson, but there's, like, an incredible hate-dom surrounding her. And it's concerning. Yeah. Yeah, there's totally just that whole, like, section of the industry where it's like, it, it's just not appropriate to really comment on right now because... It almost gives those, like, bad faith arguments ammunition, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I got more important stuff to worry about anyways. But I see it bleeding into people that, like, aren't awful people where it's, like, these, like, stupid rumors around, like, these people. And it's just, like, it's, I don't know, it's concerning. Mm-hmm. In the way that, like, awful bullshit just floats up these days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Goldie Hawn's here. <laughs> Uh, I really liked the the soon to be stepbrother 
The little kid, Jack Booker. He's played by yeah. some kid named Jazir Bruno. Mm-hmm. And there are, he's, he, he's got like this... They, they don't go all the way with it for the entire film, but he's got like this little kid wit, you know, where he's like, oh, like they're explaining things like over excessively because they want to show that they're like as smart as the adults. And it's like, yeah. it's really cute, you know? Like, because you all just know... You, you've come across little kids like that. So I, I really like that in the beginning. And then they, they kind of dial it back as it go on, which is too bad. But um, I, I liked I liked his dynamic with the the rest of the family trying to like be accepted and fit in and stuff like that. And his yeah. dad is Tyrese Gibson. Yes, these are these are all true things. Yes, <laughs> everyone's favorite Tyrese Gibson. Isn't Tyrese Gibson like a born again Christian? Uh, kind of. He he's a weird dude. <laughs> the, the fast family we have tears for acceptability you know mm-hmm. for the like people we can stand in the fast family you know we, we like vin diesel because he's just a huge fucking nerd is kind yeah, of fun to be around who's the villain though of the vin diesel rock feud <sighs> i don't want to get into that <laughs> but it's the rock <laughs> all right all right <laughs> cool i saw that one Kurt, Kurt russell's also in those fucking movies i know there's a reason he stuck around and the rock didn't that's all i'm saying <laughs> all right hey vin diesel at least picks interesting movies occasionally just just throwing that one out there yeah no i mean the rock had like an interesting career from time to time and then just the stopped rock could be a santa in a, in a movie. Oh, totally, yeah. You could totally get away with Roxanna. But he was like the Tooth Fairy instead. Remember that Remember that movie? Yeah, but like, you know what? Every wrestler has that phase when they have to like do the family movies for some reason. It yeah. must be in their contract or something. You know? Because those well, movies I, generally do make bank for some reason. Yeah, I, I think it's just because that wrestling, like, we, we, we they don't talk about it as much. I, I don't... I can't imagine why, but wrestling is very appealing to little children. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to knock anyone, but, like, the two biggest fans of wrestling seem to be people in their mid-20s and people below the age of 12. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never I, got into it, but I've yeah. I'd never tried to either, you know? I just... Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who was super into it, and we went to uh, one of the WWE things when they came to the War Memorial in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> Go boy! And, and fucking uh, Kane showed up. Kane the wrestler, <laughs> and it was like the shocking. It was the surprise. Mm. And I remember the fucking place went ape shit. <laughs> it was an interesting experience. So what else do you have about the Christmas Chronicles 2? Because I feel like we completely lost the thread. I'm yeah, not upset totally about it, lost though. It. Well, we haven't even talked about it. It's just like the one kid, the, the older brother gets like written out of the film pretty quickly. Yeah. He's going to go. Discovered, he's discovered sex. I didn't want to say it. Sin, but... <laughs> and he can't, he can't, he can't go to heaven like everyone else. <laughs> Oh, that's the other, you know what? That's a whole other thing about this movie. It's very like religiously connotated this time. Yeah, this is they they've totally embraced. Like that was that was like a little bit of the first one. Yeah, but it was like it wasn't enough to like 
for you to feel it over the proceedings. And this one's like, oh, the star of Bethlehem powers yes. Christmas Town, <laughs> and it's just like, whoa! He he literally like wields the power of the star of Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know what? That's that's like someone should make like an Infinity War version of that, <laughs> like. Well, did you ever see uh, Rise of the Guardians? Yeah, it's a, that's a, like a solid, okay, kids movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like and that it's like, one. Oh, all the all the holiday characters are going to team up. Like that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. Um, but what was I fucking about to say? Star of Bethlehem. Also, oh yeah, also the elves in this were nearly hunted to extinction by humans. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, that's where it's like. What was fun about the first one was that they just kept throwing crazy shit at you. <laughs> Where it's like, all right, the dark ages are going to happen unless Christmas happens. <laughs> and like, and literally because Christmas cheer is going down, like crime starts rising. <laughs> <laughs> like that's hysterical. Yeah. And this movie, it's like they explain too much where, like, it stops being funny and starts being a little weird. Yeah. Oh, so here are my initial notes from the opening half hour of the film. Is Kate racist? Kate Pierce, mm. the little girl. Because at first she's like, oh, these sombreros and these Mexican music. And I was like, um, um, and then she doesn't want to hang out. <laughs> with with Tyrese Gibson and his kid, and you know they're black, and so I was like, um, um, I know that wasn't the intent, but boy, did it come across that way. Uh, also, Santa is a gamer, which yes. he's he's he responsible for cyberpunk. Um, oh, Kurt Russell is also in brownface for a minute. Did you catch that? Oh no, I missed that. When did that happen? It's when they're showing his origin story in Turkey. Oh, they put him in brownface? I didn't even know uh-huh, this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They brownface him up. Santa oh, Moses, because he leads the elves to to freedom. Mm. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is an elf. This is not. This is past the half hour mark now. But Malcolm McDowell is an elf, which I appreciated. But it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. there's I think no... I also... I took notes for like the first 30 minutes and then stopped. Mm. Well, like... this, this is kind of my last one. There's no jailhouse rock this time. Which was tons of fun the first time. Yeah. Uh, and instead, to go with the religious connotations, it is now a gospel sermon in the middle of an airport. Yeah. Less fun. And I, I got excited when he was like, fuck, we're at an airport. Like, there's no place on Christmas that has less Christmas cheer than an airport. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a really fun idea, and they kind of don't do enough with it. Mm-hmm. Like... Like that's the thing where it was like the what I what I loved in the first movie was Santa like walking around just like being like oh hey I remember you this is the gift you loved and blah 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 and he doesn't do any of that this time really yeah and it was like I wanted him like going up to like individual people and like reminding them like why they like Christmas <laughs> and they kind of didn't do that also like time travel is just like thrown in at like the last minute yeah more more wormhole stuff but it's not as fun it's not as inventive. Uh, except for the first one where they're thrown off a gull cart through the through the void of time yeah. and space. <laughs> well, again, it's just it's funny because that that character is so villainous. Yeah, like it's 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 comical. And again, it's it's funny when it's like he's plotting to be like, I we're about to have a world without a Santa Claus, you know? Mm-hmm. That's funny. And again, I just got annoyed when it was like, oh, okay, that's why he's got like prejudice against humans. <laughs> It was, it was just like it was such a lame reveal, like what 
his actual goal was. You know? Mm-hmm. I honestly thought they were... I really thought they were going to do a thing where he was like... He's the counterpart to Kate Pierce. Where Kate Pierce is like... Or conflict where she's like, Oh, can I live in Santa's village? And there's all this talk where it's like, Oh, we used to have kids around here, but like now we don't anymore. Which actually doesn't seem to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, Oh, this was the kid that used to be... He used to live with Santa, and then because of like not growing up, it like fucked him up forever, you know? Yeah. And he became evil, and it's like, and like he, he ends up turning on the thing he loves, which I would honestly be very, very apt, you know. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's just like, oh, he was he was an elf, <laughs> and then he stopped being an elf, and now he's not happy about that. The kid from mid mid nineties is also in this. Yeah, that was an, that was a really fucked up scene that they definitely should not have done. <laughs> it it was bizarre. I didn't like it. Yeah, you, you know what would ruin every Christmas for me for the rest of my life? <laughs> Traveling back in time and meeting my dead father. <laughs> <laughs> and and then because I know that like I would have the realization that I could have said, hey. On this date, don't go in the building. <laughs> it's never even, like, discussed. Like, that would have been a plot where it's like, oh, she goes back in time, and, like, oh, she's going to save her father, but because she saves her father, it, like, fucks up Christmas forever, you know? Mm-hmm. There's like, or, like, you know, maybe her father died saving someone, so it's like, oh, okay, you can have a good Christmas now. But you've destroyed Christmas for another family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, there's a moral implication. That could have been the fucking entire plot of this movie. And instead, it's just this weird thing that happens. Well, you know what? Maybe that's why this movie doesn't work. Because it, in true, like, Hollywood sequel fashion, it's less of what worked about the first film. It's mm-hmm. more just things happening with this, like, this, this movie. It's, yeah. it's the same movie, but more and less interesting because more Santa is happening, but feels, it's not exploring anything. Santa even feels different in this version. He feels much more like, like obviously less crazy because we're not going to get a, another police car chase, which was just amazing. Yeah. But he feels like more like machismo in this one in a way he didn't in the first one, you know? Um, I don't know if that's what I was getting from him. He, he had a more like jolly streak in this one. That I didn't totally appreciate. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's something facetious about him, at least in this, where it's like, you know, he wants to fist fight this elf child. <laughs> like, like that's a little funny when I explain it. But like in the movie, it's not like played funny at all. It's played like straight until Mrs. Claus like intervenes. But they also still like charge at each other with their sleighs. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't... I feel like there's a part in this where, like, the a big fucking turn in this movie is that Dancer gets, like, fucked up. Dasher, I mean, gets fucked up. Oh, yeah, and almost uh, dies. An evil Yule cat. And it's, like, this really, uh... It's, like, this big moment. And I feel like that should have been a moment where, like, Santa is like, I'm not fucking around anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been fine if, like, the gears just shifted in Santa's head, 
And he's like, you fucked with Dasher now, like, I will destroy you. I'm <laughs> fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, the one of the, like, implications of Santa is that, like, he's an all-powerful being. <laughs> and it's just, we're lucky he uses his forces for good, much like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, what happens if you fucking piss off Santa? And I mean, like, and it would probably be some stupid thing where it's like, oh, I, you're, I'm now just going to fucking pummel you with socks because you're only getting socks for Christmas for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, that's like a Santa punishment, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that'd, like, that'd be great. But instead, it's just, he kind of has the same, you know, level of Santa as he did before that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's it, it, this is kind of like a a nothing movie almost, which is too yeah. bad because like it's shot by Don Burgess who did Aquaman, uh, Allied, which I actually liked quite a bit. Um, what the fuck, the first Spider Man, you know, like he's a good cinematographer. Well, he did the first one too, and it looked fine. I mean. Yeah, he also did uh, Monster Trucks, which no one else but me thought was okay. I never saw it. It's it's not the worst movie ever. It's just like, I feel like it was I never going to make money. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where it's like... But I feel like I w- it, would, it would be something I would enjoy. I just never bothered. I, I think if you... If it's on HBO or something, I yeah. think you would enjoy it. How does... how? All right, here's something. that's This is why we're a cursed society. Because Christmas Chronicles 1 has a lower Rotten Tomatoes score than Christmas Chronicles 2. That's fucking insane. I'm sorry. Yeah. Again. I just feel like maybe most I, I feel like maybe less critics have seen Christmas Chronicles 2. I I would believe that. Yeah, it's and it's it's just where Chris Columbus produced the first one. This is where it's annoying because Chris Columbus produced the first one. It was written by different people and directed by a different person. And then it's like once that was like a sleeper hit, he like took over the sequel and made like a worse film because <laughs> it's i mean you know i'm it's not good i'm just gonna throw it out there it's yeah. not good if there's it's, a third one and chris columbus comes back i i think we'll probably talk about something else <laughs> it dump dump chris columbus make the villain of the next one like the fucking winter warlock or something <laughs> like just go fucking crazy with it and just give give, give everyone a little more to do <laughs> And also, just to, you know, be like, hey, hey, kid, I'm glad you're a true believer, but at some point, you gotta grow up. And then that's when they announced the Christmas Chronicles Extended Universe. Yeah. I don't know. This episode was kind of just about us saying, hey, everyone grow up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like... It's... it's... I feel like that's not a great Christmas message. No, you know what? I think it is, but I do. I do think we need to sprinkle in a little bit of Christmas cheer. Yeah. And so we've prepared this Christmas duet for you at home. No, we we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was literally just sprung on me. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um, I don't know. Do you uh, do, do you want to announce that we're doing a cats commentary? Then that's cheerful. Um. Yeah. We'll do. We're doing a cats commentary for New Year's. I was gonna mention like the things I think a Santa movie needs. Okay. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Let's. Well. Let's just try to work it out. Cause I, I, I. Do you have opinions on what a Santa movie should be? Uh. Not really. Only because I, right. I haven't. I haven't thought about it too hard though. That's why. 
here's the things that I, I just I think one is that it, at some point you got to be like at a certain age you no longer believe in Santa <laughs> that's like a line that you cross and you don't come back from and it doesn't make Santa not real and you're not bad for not believing in Santa but it's just some Santa only serves a certain age group of people I think that's one also I I don't know why this isn't more of a thing but to me Santa should only bring one gift to each child. <laughs> I think you should be like, the rest of the gifts that you get, those are from your parents. But Santa gives you one gift. <laughs> and it's the gift you really needed or wanted. I like that. Because well, otherwise, there's like a weird, like, class system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also like the, like the naughty or nice thing of like... Oh, so if a kid, it, it, it's, it gets very close to, like, prosperity gospel, which is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, rich people are rich because God wants them to be rich. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how that works. Yeah, like, if you're, like, a naughty kid, but you live in, like, you know, Section 8 housing, like, mm-hmm. it, I think a real Santa Claus might be more, less inclined to give that person coal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh I think Cole goes to kids who have the power to do something good and choose not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's sort of the kids who get coal. But even then, I'm not even sure Santa should give coal to kids. I got problems with that in yeah. general. Yeah, that might be a little too old testament. Like maybe here you go, to add to the Santa lore that we're now creating. Um that like that might be like a pre-Jesus Christ Santa, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. All right, here's the thing. Is Santa older than Jesus? Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa's definitely older than Jesus. Okay. Santa, well, or okay, if he's not, then Santa Claus is like, you know, he's the Avatar, reborn to each generation. Yeah. (laughs) As a different person. (laughs) Not sure if that works. But. I don't know. There's there's other like Avatar style fantasy things like that. I think that I will could say, work. I do like the take on the elves in this. I do like the elves. They're they're still pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like when he here. This is like a low, low um, <laughs> branch, whatever. But I like when he gets shot in the butt after blocking all the other arrows. And then they're oh, like, Santa, yeah, you're shot. Thing. And he's like, oh, like, it's because this keister's always riding around on the yeah. sleigh. And so he's built up, like, resistance. <laughs> and so I was yeah. like, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense. But yeah. that, that's a good moment. Yeah, that was cute. Um, did you notice there's a, there's a movie theater in uh, Santa's village, which they, they make a joke about renaming it Mrs. Claus's village or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know what the joke was, really, but it keeps happening. I, I think it's supposed to be like, oh, because the kids are getting woke now. We gotta, like, make make a joke about it. But then it's one of those things, like, we always talk about, like, is the joke on the wokeness? Is the joke, yeah. like, about them being woke? I don't get well, it. Well, let's not, let's not forget that in the first Christmas Chronicles, Kurt Russell Santa says fake news. Oh, yeah, that's not... <laughs> Which is a thing that really happens in that movie.
there was an element of the first one where you like not knowing what the intentions really were kind of helped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one, it just kind of feels like, oh, it's Chris Columbus. He's trying to capture the magic of like fucking Home Alone again. <laughs> and yeah, is and that they, it? They really, they really did let that guy make the Rent movie. Oh fuck, that movie's so bad. Yeah, well, like Rent's not good in general, but like the movie is like worse somehow (laughs) (laughs) unlike cats which i think we can all agree now is the film like we all need yeah it's kind of that's kind of a christmas film i guess i don't know came out around christmas (laughs) yeah it was they they were really positioning it to be like the new christmas thing (laughs) well it is for me now (laughs) you know what if we watch cats for the commentary, I will have watched it more times than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. I've already seen it more times than Rise of Skywalker. Because I only saw it for the for the retrospective and then for the commentary we did. That yeah. I will keep locked behind a Patreon wall because that one gets very mean. Oh, yeah. It's like the meanest commentary we've ever done. Oh, yeah. No, no question. And we're just like yelling at people. <laughs> by, we're calling people out by name <laughs> by the end of it. Which is always a really, you know, in this episode where I'm chastising people for not growing up, calling out filmmakers who don't even know you exist is a really adult thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) I have no right to really judge people, but I I am going to. (laughs) Well, but, I mean, what else do we have to fall back on for this movie? Um, I would watch A Christmas Chronicles 3 if Chris Columbus was less involved. If he's not the director, I would like us to cover that one. I don't even want him to be the writer because I think this. I think this one had like huge writing problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the first one was competent enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah, that so... Five Nights at Freddy movie will take off the ground again, and he'll oh, go yeah. back to do that. Good timing on that one. <laughs> That's still a thing people talk about. Yeah, that was like six years ago, huh? I know. Remember when it was like that was like a dominant pop culture thing. Yeah, I got it on Steam. It's it's a fun way to spend half an hour. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I feel like that's something where it's like if you watch someone play it, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need the experience of playing it. Oh my god! You know what we actually did one time with a, a couple friends and a couple drinks. We hooked up my buddy's computer into into the living room to play on the big screen. And we all took turns. That was kind of fun. And that was also the last time I played it. I just like, I, there's something that I find endearing about, like, one of the things that, like, kids really went really deep on the lore with is a horror video game. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something where, like, kids obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's the way, like, I obsessed over Dragon Ball Z back in the day. <laughs> like, that makes me feel kind of good. It's one of those things where it's like, the kids will be fine. <laughs> you know, doesn't it, you, do you not feel that way? No, no, I, I do, I do. It's, I mean, we're, we're talking about all this cynical shit about people needing to grow up, and we, we haven't really talked about, like, how, you know, at the end of the day, the kids are going to be okay. They'll have their own stuff. Yeah. They'll have well, some of the garbage, too. But, like, that's part of, like, what engaging with art and media is all about, you know? It is kind of weird, though, that we've, like, in, I, I think an under-discussed thing is that we've kind of just stopped pretending that, 
stuff made for adults also appeals to children. Where it's like, the new It movies were like definitely marketed towards children. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, say what you will about those movies, but that's kind of crazy that now we're just like openly being like kids like this stuff. <laughs> Which I feel like wasn't a thing for a long time. Yeah, I, I was mean, like the one kid back in the day that like actually like that watched like real horror films <laughs> in my school. I mean, I'm sure there were other kids, but I in my school I was like the one kid that didn't for a while. So I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like the one holdout, and now I'm just mm-hmm. like give it all to me. I think I think creepy probably had a lot to do with that because that's something that like kids really like. Mm-hmm. Have you gone back to any of those recently? Creepy pasta. Yeah. No, why would I? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Exactly. They're like. I honestly, I didn't like creepy pastas when I was like the target demographic of most creepy pastas. Oh, okay, okay. Like I've 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 read a few that were like solid. Um, but it's just like it's one of those things where like I I feel like they always fucked up, like the actual getting scaried part, like. They never really could figure that part out because they're not written by people who were trying to be subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the one that was like that Candle Cove or whatever was like, per, like where it's the kids like all like on some message board talking about a show they remember from childhood, but then it turns out the show didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a solid one, but then there's like ones where it's like the sleep experiment one, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh yeah, yeah. And, a, that and, one's just stupid. <laughs> and it's like isn't scary. Like there's like like there's like a nugget of an idea and like they don't know how to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I think the perfect creepypasta like structure is fucking Pikmin's model by Lovecraft. <laughs> like which just like that the ending of that story is like how every creepypasta should end. <laughs> and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. See, it's so. funny that you mentioned that because like I think the best like pre-internet version of something like that that kind of took off like a creepypasta or whatever or like that mm-hmm. horror internet folklore like Blair Witch kind of like kind of precedes all of it and it's also kind of the perfect one you know yeah well like, this is one of the things where like Blair Witch is so perfect that like none of the imitators have even come close to being Blair Witch yeah yeah like there's other good found footage movies out there Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're not Blair, they're Witch. Not Blair Witch. Yeah, exactly. And you just could You just can't because, like, once you see it once, it's like you get it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like to try and do Blair Witch again would just undermine it in some way. It is nuts that Blair Witch is that good. Like, you'd feel like the first found footage movie out of the gate would like fuck it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Actually, Cannibal Holocaust is the Ooh, first found oh, footage yeah. movie. They always do that. Or, like, The yeah. Last Broadcast, which is a bad movie. Yeah, well, Cannibal Holocaust is a fucking bad movie, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, like, Cannibal Holocaust has, like, the shock value to it. Yeah, it's really you cool know. if you're, like, a teenager, I guess. I don't know. I, I was yeah, never I went, into that one. I went through a phase where it was, like, watching, like, anything fucked up for a little while. Mm. And it became pretty clear that, like, what was actually good fucked up and what was bad fucked up. Yeah. Christmas Chronicles 2. Christmas Chronicles. Which is not a creepypasta. Santa should fight the Jersey Devil. <laughs> there, that's where you should go with this. I don't know. I think they have to do the uh, the, the holiday crossovers now. 
I think he has to to like see other holiday icons and bring them into his Christmas domain. I guess, but you never know. Like they like they always fuck it up. Yeah. There's so many other things where like they just fuck it up at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, especially if Chris Columbus is going to make his home in Netflix now, you know? Yeah. Why, like, why you don't need him Netflix? No. I'm just saying. Yeah, they have fucking David Fincher, you know, and who's not like we, we've talked about him a little bit already, but like, you know, there's a difference. Even if you don't like Fincher, there's a difference between him weird. and Chris Columbus. <laughs> the worm was kind of turned on Netflix where like there was like a stretch where everyone was kind of like hating on Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. which for, for entirely justifiable reasons that are probably still problems. <laughs> but like it's already looking like Netflix is going to be like the one streaming service that's actually making original content going forward. Yeah. Like, they're going to actually try to make new things. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Queen's Gambit was, like, actually a hit. And I hear, like, really good from people that generally don't like Netflix stuff. Yeah. Same. I just can't bring my... Like, I I keep running this problem with there's so many miniseries now where I watch them and I go, like, that could have been a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't need to be stretched over 17 episodes or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. I I just watched... Did you see The Undoing? No. It's a new HBO thing. No, no, no. It was like solid. It was, but it's like six episodes, and you could have done it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Like so much you could have cut. Yeah. And I think it's something where I, they're very. I think a lot of this shit is very popular with writers because miniseries kind of like you don't have to cut anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So all the bullshit you write can go up on the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's the whole like con like conversation about. Television, you know, everyone says, like, oh, television's a writer's medium. And so everyone wants to go jerk off in a writer's room somewhere together. And I respect that completely, you know? But it doesn't also mean I want to hear everything you jerk off to in the writer's room. Yeah. (laughs) You know, something, you know, that kill your darlings and shit, you know? That's a more complicated phrase than just that. But it's also maybe the most important one to remember. Yeah. Not every idea you have is going to be a good one, and that's okay. You're human. Well, I think it's. I think there's like a weird, like opposite problem with television that movies have. Where movies tend to run the problem where it's like, you agree to make the movie like two hours, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, fuck, I have to make all this shit fit two hours. And then television has a problem where it's like you agree to six episodes. Now you have to stretch it to six episodes. And you know, some succeed and some don't. Well, that's like the one good thing about The Mandalorian. Is that some episodes are like 29 minutes, others are like 45. That's like genuinely like the accidental brilliance of it. Like, yeah. That's what more television should be. Seriously. And and you know what? Credit words do, specifically in season two, they give directors like a lot of creative room to play like visually. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like each episode feels like it's made by a human being, a different one. And that's pretty neat. I would love it though if they, if, if, like, you get all these episodes where it's, like, 60 minutes, 45 minutes, like, 50 minutes, and then, like, they get David Fincher to come in for one, and it's two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would roll. Yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. Um, but, hey, could just stop, stop, just let Mandalorian be its own thing, please. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, fuck it, I don't care. I don't care if there's any more Mandalorian. I don't need any more Star Wars anymore. I'm on a break <laughs> from Star Wars. I'm on a break from Santa. <laughs> Fuck all this. 
Yeah, I I'm much less angry about it than you are. I think I don't know if I'm angry. I just like I'm just like confused as to what anyone is hoping to get out of it anymore. Mm. I think it's I'm I'm turning it. It's like the beginnings of like me becoming an old man, mm. where it's just like I don't know what the kids are into these days. <laughs> but the problem is the kids are all my age as well. So, <laughs> well, I mean you're you're the one who convinced me that. You can never really break Star Wars. You can get real yeah. fucking tired of it really fucking fast. No doubt about that. But I, I think the heart of the series is too, like, pure. You know? Like, it's not well, something that, that can, can be, s- like, killed. You can still watch Last Jedi, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt to revisit Last Jedi in any way. I can rewatch all but one of the Star Wars movies and feel something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I like I said I I I will say this and we'll see <laughs> I could be proven wrong, but I do believe that like X number of years you'll be will be able to watch all of the sequel films and not have a problem. All right, all right. we'll see. But it's gonna take a little while. Yeah, and again, that's okay. We we have other stuff in the world to worry about. It is weird. It's just like as you get older, where it's like watching this movie, where it's like this is gonna be nostalgic for someone. Hmm. You know, like, I'm never going to really be nostalgic for the Christmas Chronicles because it's just happened too late in my life. But if you're a child, it's going to be, like, a thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, like, I just did my uh, 10-year anniversary episode on Tron Legacy, which is a movie really? I've really come to appreciate. And it's 10 years old. That's that's That kind of hit me when we were talking oh. about it. And so there's a little bit of nostalgia there. That's different from when you're a kid and nostalgic. It's just, you know, that was my senior year of high school. So, like, there's, like, feelings attached to that experience, you know. Yeah. And I'm not trying to replicate them. I have that. I have that movie, and I'm cool with No More Tron. It would be really weird <laughs> if they hired someone like Jared Leto uh, to do a third one. But thankfully, no one's that stupid, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, thankfully, no no company would do something that idiotic. Yeah, imagine hiring like a vampire cult leader to star in your movie. That'd be weird. That'd be that'd be weird. Imagine hiring him to play an actual vampire. Yeah, <laughs> because he feasts on young flesh. Anyways, Matt, I think that covers it for the Christmas Chronicles too. Yeah, sorry we didn't talk about it more, and sorry we talked about how childhood should die. No, <laughs> but no, it's the last Jedi lesson. It doesn't need to be killed. It needs to be learned from, and you need to move on from it. You need to make it a part of your fucking life. You know, it's it, it goes on the shelf of your life. It's a part of it. It sits there. It's not dominant. Mm. I just don't. You know, I'm sorry. I, I'm like reiterating the same point. I just I'm, I, I, I people need to just not worship their childhoods anymore yeah for god for fuck's sake and like uh, it, it, it like you feel like a grinch but it's because it's like there's so much shit in my childhood that i love and i would like to revisit but it's not the only thing happening in my life now <clears throat> so maybe i'm just trying to distance myself from those people maybe and you're not wrong to you know on that note that, that's, that's happy hanukkah everyone merry christmas matt where can the people find you I'm at EmperorOTN1 at Twitter.com. That's it for now. Okay. And you can find me. I tried to fucking fix my name again, and it won't let me anymore. So I'm I'm EmperorOTN1 forever, I guess. That should be your bio. I'm EmperorOTN1 forever, I guess. 
I guess. I guess, yeah. And you can find me at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. I can get early access to other retrospectives, other episodes, other commentary tracks. Hey oh. Keep an eye out for the cats. Yeah. The the cats meow retrospective. Well, it can't really be. Uh, there's like one. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Thank you.